Welcome into the PB&J Trench Talk Podcast. We are back again to recap and preview and talk all the trenches for your beautiful ears and faces. Uh, I am your host, Draft Guy Jared. He is your other host, Parker Blake. Parker, how you doing? Oh, never better, man. Just uh, talking talking through our shadow teams, man. I'm glad we started <laughs> this, but I hate that we did it, man. I know. it's Now it's good. It was a bad transition. We went from talking nothing but shadow teams to uh, to the podcast. So um, just another, uh, another big week of football. It is, in fact, football season, if you haven't noticed. Uh, we, uh, we watched some games. Um, it was, I, I didn't pay as much attention as I have been the past couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie. I kind of slouched on my homework because it was my anniversary this week. Hey, happy <laughs> anniversary, buddy. Thanks. Me and the wife been together for two whole years. boy. Well, married for two years. We've been together for six. That's so. worth something. It's worth something. Yeah. So we did a lot of celebrating this weekend. Like Saturday night, we went out and we went to the casino after we had a nice fancy dinner. And I looked at the sports book and I was like, oh, I'm not putting any live bets down because I'm terrified of actual <laughs> human interaction during a sports book. <laughs> so just put it on my phone and I'm happy. You don't have a virtual sports book? I do on my phone. Like, but. I don't. I. It was the first time I had ever been there. I. I usually in those situations I panic and just go and do something that I know how to do. So I played blackjack for like the rest of the time we were there. <laughs> My favorite part about the casino that we go to is they have a little kiosk for the sports book, so you don't have to talk to nobody. You just go in. It's. I mean, the thing's from like 1987, so it takes like four hours <laughs> to put a slip together, but it's fun. I, we don't have to talk to anybody, and I can lose money. Yeah, they had they had like a window. I didn't see any kiosk or anything, and I was the only person in line. So like all of the people at the window were just kind of staring at me. <laughs> it was like, uh, I just got here from dinner. I don't even know what games are on right now. <laughs> I definitely am in the wrong spot. So I'm just gonna go play blackjack now. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I did watch a little bit of college football early in the day. Uh, just loaded up on some NFL Sunday. Not really. I just watched one or two games on Sunday. That was also a lie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just all around slacking, man. It's, it's been. Week. It was a. It was a long week and an even longer weekend. So, um, I do have some notes uh, if we want to get this review show started. Um, I like that every time I flash to the notes and then flash back, I can see that everybody uh, can see the color change in my glasses. <laughs> From my notes. I'm just now noticing that. I wonder if that's been like a theme for the past couple of weeks. Um, I got to say, I haven't noticed it. Um, however, I'm also not very observant. So okay, well, you know, <laughs> we're starting off the audio part of this strong. Hey, did you notice this thing I'm doing? Um, killing it. First game of the week. Let's start where we always do Thursday night football. Lions Packers. Lions came out and they they just stuck it to the Packers and then forgot how to play football for like three quarters. That um, was the worst game to watch ever because it was like, wow, this is going to be a boat race. And then it was like, wow, we don't know how to play football anymore. And then near the end of it, we're like, okay, I guess there's some life in this game now that it's almost over. 
<laughs> so my flight got delayed twice on Thursday. Uh, I got to uh, our flight didn't leave till eight thirty, so I caught like the first fifteen twenty minutes in the airport, uh, just on my phone, uh, and then I caught like the five minutes before halftime when I landed and then I went to bed because it was Perfect. super late. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that, that first 15 minutes was all I really saw. And it looked good from the lions. <laughs> so well, you really needed to watch. <laughs> and they won. So, you know, the first 15 minutes turned out to be the whole game. Um, moving on to the, other early the other weird uh i don't know how to it was on at 9 30 in the morning and the only way i could watch it was the pixar version <laughs> was jags falcons and uh i turned it on i woke up late i i was dealing with babies and stuff and by the time i finally turned it on and realized that the only way i could watch it was on disney plus <laughs> um been ritter threw two interceptions so uh the, the Jags took it to the Falcons because they are London's team. Uh, you got anything on that game? So I have a funny story because I was trying to be nice to my wife. It was early in the morning. I'm usually up anyway. 7.30 kickoff my time, which isn't great, mm-hmm. but I was there. <laughs> but I was like, oh, you know, in case Kenzie wakes up, I'm just going to I'm gonna turn this game on. I want to turn on a Toy Story version. I'm sure she'll love it. That way, when she wakes up and see there's football on, she'll be like, oh, this will be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I watched probably two and a half quarters of the game on the Toy Story version. And she wakes up and rolls over and is like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, the game. They're doing the Disney Plus version <laughs> this week. Like, this uh-huh. is, I thought you would enjoy this. And she's like, why would I want to watch this? I want to watch normal football. So I watched two and a half quarters of the Toy Story version <laughs> just for her to wake up and immediately say, no, please turn on real football. Like, oh, great. Glad I... Glad I did this to myself. A couple of things I liked. Uh, the motion capturing, whatever technology they were using, was really accurate. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. really surprised by it. Um, <laughs> secondly, we definitely need to get rid of changes and use Slinky Dog. That, uh, yes! That, <laughs> yes! Change, that was the best feature of the whole game! Yeah, Slinky Dog is awesome. Uh, get rid of the chains. Um and my last note is uh, just just use the claw to spot balls. I, I feel like you can attach a camera to that thing. Uh, every stadium needs a claw. So I agree. I think the claw was awesome. The ball was like the most glitchiest thing ever throughout the whole game. But the, mo- the mocap for the players was great. I think they did a good job doing it. It was a very mm-hmm. mediocre football game. But it was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. I, I, I will say yeah, I Yeah, I don't think – I don't think anybody watched the whole game as the Toy Story version. I don't no. think it was entirely possible. <laughs> it was, it was um, a fun, it was a fun, uh, fun little, fun little go though. Yeah, I like when they they do goofy, like the Nickelodeon games and stuff. Do different stuff, like do what you can. It's fun. It's football. It's supposed to be. All I right. We love the Nickelodeon games in our house. I will say that. Yeah. So let's get into all of the the meat and potatoes of the NFL slate. Uh, I think it's probably one of the weirdest weeks of football we've seen in a hot minute. It was insane. It's crazy. uh, I have in the notes seven games that were just absolute dominance from teams. So uh, hold on. I'm going to go through these games. Just the scores because these games are ridiculous. Um, 
Jaguars, Falcons, uh, Jags wins 23-7. That's a little lopsided. <laughs> uh, Ravens, Browns, uh, Ravens win 28-3. Titans, Bengals, uh, Titans win 27-3. Bucks beat the Saints 26-9. Uh, Texans beat the Steelers 30-6. The Cowboys beat the Patriots 38-3. And then the Seahawks beat the Giants on Monday Night Football 24 to three all three at least three touchdown victories by these teams and there was seven of those games just absolutely ridiculous weekend of football that just i I mean it didn't seem like as entertaining of a weekend and i think that's part of the reason i just couldn't get into it (laughs) is because i had all this stuff going on and then like you flip on a game and it's just this super lopsided affair even at one point the the afternoon game what was it the chargers and raiders or whatever it was that game was super lopsided till the end like it was it was just a hard it was a hard week for football (laughs) well then the the bears were up like 21 points at one point in their game yeah and and then they lost to the broncos at least at least that was a comeback at least something exciting happened in that game most of those games were snooze fests by halftime oh and it's crazy like i mean the blowout's crazy in itself but how one-sided they were like the the limited scoring on the other side of all of those games is wild to me because it's like usually NFL blowout, it's like, you know, some crazy score, like 40 plus to like 17 or 14 or, but you got like zero touchdowns out of all of these teams. And I'm like, how does that, how does that, how do you go four quarters of an NFL game and not get in the end zone? Like, that's crazy. Somebody been in the Gatorade coolers. There's something in the water down there, man. I don't know what was happening. (laughs) These games were just ugly. Man. Um, so let's 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 break them down one by one. Why don't we? Uh, Ravens crushed the Browns. I mean, they were poor DTR man. <laughs> um, that was their poor Browns offense couldn't get anything started. They they were dealing with their fifth round rookie quarterback. Why are you not running the ball? Why why are you subjecting this man? To... Well, Nick Chubb's out, man. And, I mean, they can't really – I mean, they're struggling to pass protect. Everybody's kind of picking on Jedrick Wills right now because he's the, the weak leak in the chain. Um, and, and, I mean, the Ravens were able to do the thing that the Ravens do. They were wearing down uh, the Browns' defense over time with long runs. I saw some really cool stuff with their motions and gap scheme runs and all kinds of stuff Monk is throwing in there. They had uh, the Browns defense in a blender and they were able to lean on them for four quarters. So the Ravens were able to play their game. Browns playing from behind. It's something we also saw with the Titans uh, and the Bengals. Uh, Bengals got behind the Titans and the the Titans were able to just kind of lean on them for the whole game and run up the score. The first the first possession of the second half for the Titans was 10 minutes long. Like I think a lot of these teams, uh, if they're being able to successfully run the football and establish the run, uh, instead of like just putting up points, they're just leaning on these defenses because uh, offenses are trying to dig themselves out of a hole. And I think we saw that throughout uh, the NFL this weekend. Well, it's just a blast. Like, as a trench guy, you love to see when the NFL is getting back to running the ball. Like teams that are running the ball well are doing well. And that's like that Titans game is crazy because you have a 21 point, 21 to zero second quarter for the Titans. And then you come out and just, again, lean on this defense for a whole, almost a whole quarter. Like that's just demoralizing to any football team. 
And like that, that's the key to winning games. I talk about all the time where you want to win the time of possession battle. And especially if you can get up early, even if it's just a score, just a field goal, if you can just grind away, like these defenses are going to get tired, especially in the NFL. If you're running the ball physically and you're just getting those chunk plays, it's like things you'll have to see as an underbetter, right? Where you just, you're barely, you're getting like three, three, four, and you're getting that first down and you're just chunking away. Like it's, it's just awesome. I love watching the run game, man. That's why I love watching mm-hmm. these NFC teams, but man, these teams that can just get up early and just kill your defense's motivation is just awesome to watch for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, a lot of the offenses, like we were talking about early in the season, uh, defenses using a lot of multiples, uh, a lot of multiple looks, simulated pressures and stuff. I think we're starting to see the adjustment. It's teams being more willing to run the football, run it downhill, take time off the clock, give you just take what the defense is giving you. And uh, I, I really think offenses we're starting to see the the adjustment to the adjustment. And then now we're going to start seeing defense counters with heavier boxes and stuff. I bet we'll start to see more slugfests throughout the, the middle of the year uh, as we build up for playoff time, as the offenses will want to start spreading out and whatnot a little bit more as we uh, we get through December and January. But I think these next couple months, slobber knocker time. Well, that's the best, that's the best thing, right? Because you'll see – all these offenses go run heavy that can defenses will condense. And then that's when you get those late season shootouts. You get these crazy high scoring, crazy stat games purely because now offenses can open it up and put defenses back in conflict. But like right now, like uh, the early part of the season is always the most fun and it feels the most like college football where you Mm -hmm. have all these excited fans. These teams are excited to figure out who they are for the year. And you end up like with weeks like this where it's just like, man, this was not fun for half the league, but this is so awesome for the other half. <laughs> this week is the we have tape on you week. <laughs> yeah. we, we've got the film. We know what you're going to do, you. right? <laughs> um, all right. So the next game I want to talk about is Buck Saints because we have hinted at it the past couple of weeks. And I was telling you earlier on, I actually got a, a more in-depth look at the Bucks. I think the Bucks are pretty good. I think they have a... a I would say they're the front runner in the NFC South right now because they're the one of the most put together teams. We talk about it all the time about finding your identity. The Bucks know what they are. They are an absolute menacing team on defense. They rotate so many guys in and out on their defensive front. Um, four tackles, even defensive lines, they move guys around with funny fronts and stuff. Offensive lines have no idea what is coming at them from a down to a down. Uh, snap from, from these bucks so i was watching that uh while i was watching uh you'll see later in the film room um i i came away really impressed with the bucks and i think they really <laughs> even though he's been on like four different teams in three years i think baker mayfield's kind of found a, fe- uh, a fit there in tampa bay so um i i think we should all kind of uh, except that the bucks might be the best team in the nfc south and they're probably a playoff team this year well, and it's fun with the NFC South because, like, through three weeks, you're like, okay, but who are you really? And that's where it's like this mm-hmm. week four, the way that it went was really fun because it's like I was a guy that was like, well, you know, I mean, the Bucks are good, but there's a lot of teams that are good early in the season, good in September, and then just just poop out and they can't figure out what's going on and they forget who they were and they start doing weird stuff. And I feel like the Bucks really have found a groove and they could be a team that's really – I mean, 
if you look at the look at their schedule coming up, they could be in a great spot after their bye, you know, around the mid midseason mark through 10 games ish. I mean, this team looks pretty legit right now. Yeah. They're they're they even have like the pirate vibe. I love yeah. that. I like I kind of like what's going on in, in Tampa Bay right now. That team that uh, went to the playoffs with a losing record looks pretty legit now. <laughs> right. Uh, also, Saints, uh, we are very close to hit the panic button on the Saints, man. Uh, they can't stay healthy. They're putting Derek Carr in there all beat up. Like, come on, guys. Like, what are you? What are we doing down there? <laughs> you Thanks guys are constantly over the cap, always trying to win. But this, this season really feels like it's going to be a slog for the Saints. I just hate to see that where it's like, you know, three, four, five games into a season, you're just like, wow, you're in for a long 12 games, buddy. It's it's not going to be quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm uh, If you follow us on Twitter, you will have seen that the Broderick Jones watch has moved to the green. We had Broderick Jones snaps uh, Steelers versus Texans. That's the only positive thing we can say about the Steelers' effort <laughs> on Sunday. Um, is that their first round rookie is finally playing? Um, uh, Texans look good, man. It doesn't matter who's in there. Uh, they're gonna play, they're gonna beat your faces in. Uh, the Texans want to run the ball, they want to sling it all over the field. Texans are spicy, man. They are so fun to watch. And you heard it here first, man. I told you how much I love these Texans <laughs> coming into the year, man. And they're, I was worried, I was worried, and I'm not saying they're gonna be this crazy playoff team, but man. You love to see a scrappy team. You love to see it. How fun is just the AFC South in general now with awesome. the Texans playing like they are, the Colts being way more competitive than anybody thought, the Jags being the top of the division, uh, Titans always just being kneecap biters. Like, I think the South is a little underrated right now. I, well, I, both I, of them, right? AFC, yeah. AFC, they both showed up for the first season in like a decade. You know, they're, they're here. They're <laughs> two here. Of the most, yeah, two of the most maligned divisions in all of football turn out like that they're actually fairly competitive. It's about time, man. You love to see it. Yeah. Uh, continuing with the crushing themes, uh, Cowboys crushed the Pats, man. Uh, worst, worst loss, worst large margin of loss in Bill Belichick's tenure as a as a new england patriots coach which is rough i mean mac jones look just he's checked out man it doesn't look like action yeah they had to call him in man uh this the cowboys defense is not the defense that you want to do stupid stuff against uh they made him pay uh they look like they have not lost a step even though trayvon diggs is out um the cowboys are they're I can't wait till we get to the preview because Cowboy, we're gonna about to find out a whole lot about the Cowboys next yeah. week. I mean, they just smothered the Pats, man. That was like, that was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do. Another game from Sunday that I do want to shout out is Eagles Commanders overtime. The only overtime game of the week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Commanders coming back, uh, proving me wrong once again for me doubting them. Uh, <laughs> we said it was going to be a weird division game. Uh, it turned out to be commanders. I mean, they're, they're scrappy, man. Their defense comes to play. Uh, their offense just finds ways to score a uh, lot of fun commanders. I feel like the, they're going to, they're just going to be a fun, fun team to follow throughout the season. The commanders are fun to watch and, and the combination of that and them being just scrappy. And then 
the Eagles only being able to win by small margins because they always have to make the game close somehow. I mean, it's that you knew that was brewing to be a weird one, and that was fun to watch. I watched that one a couple times. I can't lie. Would you have gone for two at the end of the game there? Oh, you! I always, I, I don't care. I'm always going for two. I don't care. My thing is, like, everybody was, like, losing their mind about that. They got the ball first in in overtime and didn't do anything with it. Why does it matter if they (laughs) went went for two or whatever? Just go for it. Just always go for it. When it's the end of the game, we're not playing for overtime, man. We want want to go. All right. So, uh, that's all I have for NFL action this week. Do you got anything you want to hit on? Um. Broderick Jones, I did when I looked up Broderick Jones, he did have four pass blocking only snaps in week one. Don't know what that was all about. Um, but he got he got some run this week. Um, didn't grade out well as a pass protector. Um, and on that note, Blake Freeland, you know, combine all-star, also got his first start of the season this week. Also did not grade out well as a pass protector, but did grade out as an average run blocker. So just a couple a couple rookie highlights there. Um, but that's kind of all I had to go over. Um Who's who's the Colts starting left tackle? It's Bergeron, not Bergeron. It's no, um, it's uh, German, the German guy. It's gonna. He literally um, looked this up the other day. I am getting there. I'm gonna beat you. Probably. Bernard, right? Bernard, yeah. Yeah. Bernard yeah. Raymond. Yeah. Is he hurt? Yeah. I was kind of surprised last year when he went in the third round, but. Also, not surprised. He was like 24, 25 coming out. I was never high on him, though. So I was like, yeah. <coughs> A lot of people were. He, so. he, uh, he, didn't, he didn't finish anybody for as dominant as he showed sometimes in college. Yeah, exactly. He just didn't have a high motor. Didn't seem very explosive. Just Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very technically sound, though. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. All right. Um... Also, I'm going to go ahead and shout out my unit of the week. Unit of the week brought to you by me because we don't have any sponsors. Um, <laughs> it's Khalil Mack, uh, six sacks uh, against the Raiders. I know the Raiders don't have the best offensive line, but six sacks. After I gave one, my man. Unit of the- one man. <laughs> one man. Uh, after I gave my unit of the week to a guy with 10 pressures, I can't not give it to a dude who gets six sacks on top of that. So shout out Khalil Mack for breaking uh what most rookies will do this year in one game well also on that note when you play the giants is your d-line good that week or is the giants o-line bad i think the giants o-line is just bad i I brought that up a couple weeks ago and you're like i don't know let's see i mean this this unit does not look good on any Um, yeah i uh I don't have. I part of the thing is like for me to give a definitive answer, I need to watch it, um, yeah. like from from the end zone. Um, I know they've had a lot of moving parts early in the season. I know they just got a lot of young pieces on the line. Like they had a more veteran unit last year, and I think just the inexperience, the attrition, the unhealthiness is all kind of caused uh, the development to be hindered of the group as a whole. So I'm still not panicking about the Giants O-line. I mean, for the most part, you're stuck with them for 13 more games. Like yep, You're going to have to deal with the hand that you're dealt. Um, so th- and one thing, like, I... 
every team goes through this at some point in the season. A couple O line get banged, banged, they get banged. Good for them. <laughs> they get banged up, <laughs> and like it's it shows in games, and people are like, "Well, oh, this all this O line states or whatever," and it's just like you know, um, it's it's not that easy. It's not it's it's not so easy. It takes continuity. It takes time. It takes experience. Like. Instant results are definitely not going to happen on the in the trenches in general. Like you're not going to get the same impact that you would like a wide receiver that's going in the top ten picks. Like no matter what way you chop it up, like that's just not how any of this works. Hey, I appreciate the coach speak answer, Jared. I really do. But no, I think you hit. That's a great point though, because it's like. I think a lot of people, I mean, Broderick Jones is a great example too, where it's like you you're gonna take these linemen high, you're gonna bring you're you build a young group of talented guys. It's not always gonna work out. And it's like we've talked about even, I mean, you can't throw just the five best players out there at each position and expect them to work well together. So you have there's a lot of variables that go into O-line play, but man, you could not be off to a worse start. Oh, I guess you could. They haven't given up the most sacks in the league, but you could not be off to much worse of a start as a unit um into the season. Yeah, I uh, uh, one of somebody was tagging me and some because I'm a I was a huge fan of Marcus McEthan coming out of UNC two years ago, and he got picked up. He was drafted by the Giants two years ago, and his rookie year he tore his ACL, and he start like he's starting now. He's coming off a torn ACL, and he didn't play at all last year. Like this is basically his rookie season after coming off a major surgery and people are like trying to absolutely tear him apart. It's like, will you just keep like pump the brakes? Like relax. Right. Like I want to see you (laughs) come back a year after you tear your ACL and come and do his job. Like just deal with it. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Right. All right. Um. Let's let's talk some college football because I let's watched at it. least a little bit more college football than I did NFL football this. I week. finally won some money this weekend since you always talk about your degeneracy. Hit <laughs> yeah. First, hit the first parlay of the year. It felt pretty good. Yeah. What'd you get? Um. What was? What? What? You have like at least a game. A game you were involved in. Was it all one game? Was it multiple games? Oh no, it was it was it was a five 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 different games. Five different okay. games. Hold on, I'm pulling I'm pulling it up right now. But and I was one game away. Freaking Navy. Freaking Navy. <laughs> I gotta stop betting on Navy. Um hold on, hold on. I'm finding it. This app, I, I have to use it anyway. Long story short, it's hard for me to gamble, but I found a way. Uh, there it is. Um so I had I had Air Force winning, and they were a massive favorite, and it showed in the final score. Mm-hmm. Um, I had UAB covering. That ended up being a pretty competitive game till the end. Obviously, I had to throw Michigan in there. I think that's what started the bet because there was so much juice, and I just wanted mm-hmm. the easy win because last week was kind of rough. Um, I, then I took an over on the Wyoming game and under on the Coastal Carolina game. That was the final leg in the parlay. The line was 66 and a half. And they scored 66 points. Nice. I was like, that was the sweatiest game I've been a part of in a long time. And that was like the final oh leg of the parlay. I was like, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> so let's talk about the biggest story coming out of college football this weekend. The Louisville Cardinals are 5-0. and 
number one in the ACC. <laughs> for no, at least obviously one more the best week. team in the ACC. <laughs> for at least one more week. I doubt we're not going to talk about next week. Next week, I am concerned. You you're should also concerned. be. You should also be concerned, even though your uh, cats looked fantastic against the Gators this weekend. I was shocked. I did not see that coming. Uh, so I gotta give him props when props are due. So uh, I'm not gonna say BBN or go felines or go whatever you want me to. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, good job, good job. UK 2K, that's basketball, but it don't matter. <laughs> um, Big Blue Nation is here, but I'm not excited for Georgia. But we'll get there. <laughs> Uh, Friday night was a pretty exciting slate for college football. We had Louisville, NC State, uh, BYU, Cincinnati, and Oregon State, Utah as our three games for the night. And I was very much in the three screen, like trying to follow all the games, like all at the same time. Uh, so Louisville wins 13 to 10, uh, Friday night, um, Oregon State upsets Utah in Corvallis. Yep. So Pac-12 also just murdering each other <laughs> already. <laughs> the, the chaos is in full effect. <laughs> um, so that was pretty wild uh, Friday night. And then BYU beat UC. Um, man, I am not a Scott Satterfield fan. I hate that. UC is going through this right now because I feel like they are so much more talented than what they're putting on the field right now. Um, so UC, get your shit together now, please. I do want to say it's fun being the Utah guy when a Cincinnati team comes to Utah and I get to brag about a win. However, <laughs> I coach football and wasn't able to be at the game to see our favorite player, the Godfather, and his skyline. Mm hacks on the field that was depressing for me when i learned that they were coming and it was a friday just wanted to i missed, missed sorry out oh yeah i'm sorry sorry to hear that brother <laughs> them and the youths played friday night is yes, it like is. some kind of utah holiday on saturday <laughs> <laughs> they just can't do it on saturday i you know some, i i wish i kind of mormon thing <laughs> i don't know i'm not very educated um <laughs> moving on uh saturday let's go to the early slate like we were talking about who's the, who's uk's running back ray davis is that what it is i want to keep calling him ray allen for some reason ray davis is a monster he was running all over them gators dog uh offensive line was open him all kinds of holes. Uh, I bet that feels pretty fun. So uh, I might dive into that. I think UK might have some transfers and stuff that could be yeah. pretty interesting come draft time. So that might be a good game to keep an eye out for in a future film room, possibly. I think that might be a fun one. Well, the two, I mean, that defense went crazy too. Like that, yeah, that was just a throttling of Florida, man. That was, it really I was. That. Mm -mm. I don't think a lot of people did, but, but their game next week. <laughs> Uh, um, I have to think about it. I was hoping we didn't get to five and oh, so just to get disappointed. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Kansas and Texas, which we thought was going to be a much more competitive game. Yeah. Looks like Texas is the class of the Big Twelve. That's all there is to it. Uh, cool. Kansas tried to to keep up with Texas. Uh, Jaden Daniel, or is it? Because there's Jaden Daniels, I think he plays for LSU, and Jalen Daniels, <laughs> he plays. For I thought Jalen Daniels was LSU. 
Oh man, this word this is a bad look. I'm pretty sure Jalen Daniels is Kansas. I'm 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 pretty sure it's Jalen is the yeah. Kansas. I don't know why I went against you because you're the college football guy. You're right. <laughs> he, you're, you're correct. Yeah, you're he correct. got hurt early on, so they had to go to Bean Bean, their backup quarterback. <laughs> uh, and poor guy just couldn't keep up with Texas. Texas really took it to Kansas, especially in the second half. Uh, you mentioned them earlier. We're talking about the Wolverines, man. I really wanted to take a, a minute. Um, so far, they haven't been tested. But I still think the Michigan Wolverines, I think they're probably – they've shown that they're the best team in the country right now. I don't understand how they're not number one. Uh, Georgia's kind of laid some eggs, not so much overall full games, but definitely in halves. They struggled in the first half against South Carolina. They struggled in the first half against Auburn this past weekend. Uh, and Michigan has absolutely throttled the competition. I think they've only allowed each team like uh, <laughs> like they just give them a touchdown <laughs> so that it doesn't look so bad. And they do it pretty early in the game to kind of yeah. make your <laughs> make you squirm. Here's your hope. Yeah, and then they just they do the thing that NFL teams do, where they just lean on them the second half and then just run Blake Corum and and Donovan Edwards for a million yards. So. <laughs> Uh, their defense really looks like it's gelling together. I think Michigan right now looks like the most well-oiled machine in college football. Hmm. I don't disagree at all. I mean, I, I've i always been a Wolverine fan. And, I mean, just over that other team up there around oh, the Ohio area. But uh, I they're just fun to watch, man. I could watch Michigan film all day. Yeah, just a smash mouth style football. They're so talented in the trenches. For, for for guys like us, like we look forward to seeing prospects pop up that say that they're from Michigan. Like it's yeah. you know you're in Not for a good scheme and a good time uh, watching some Michigan tape. So uh, we haven't talked about them, I think, enough on this show. Um, so now they're definitely going to lose next weekend. Oh, most definitely. You're, wel- <laughs> you're welcome, Michigan. Um, now let's go to our favorite division in all of college football, the one that brings me the most misery, the SEC West. <laughs> um, <laughs> because uh, the game I watched the most of on Saturday, and it was for like the most random like reason ever, it was Texas-Arkansas. Because all the other games were snooze fests, and this one was pretty close until the fourth quarter. Um AM has a legit defensive line. Oh gosh, I had the burps. Uh. <laughs> it's drinking uh ooh, 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 ooh. Cincinnati Bears. Everything's backwards. The Bangles. cheater. Bangles. Um what are we talking about? SEC West. Uh A&M yeah, I watched most of the AM and good. Arkansas. Uh Arkansas is always a really well coached offensive line, even if they're not the most talented. Uh, KJ Jefferson is a tough quarterback to contain. AM did a really good job harassing him all game. So kudos to those guys. Uh, they have the talent. It's one of those things where I really think that AM is starting to show a little bit more of their talent, showing that they're uh, a pretty disciplined team this year. I have come away uh, in the past, the couple of glimpses I've seen from AM, not thinking they're a, a, a a playoff caliber, like exciting team, but they're definitely trending upward. I don't think we're giving AM enough credit right now. I mean, I talked about them preseason and then the way they started off, I was like, oh, maybe I, maybe I missed on this one, but they're, they're starting to ramp it up. And it's, 
it's always fun to watch teams find themselves, you know, get, catch that groove and get, get on that run of quality football. And it's, it's really fun. Again, kind of this time, time of year when teams start to figure out who they're going to be and just seeing how they progress from this point. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that into the preview as well, but it's just, it's, yeah. it's fun to see. Like you see teams at this point where it's like, we've played X amount of games and it's like, Oh, do we know who this team is yet? Are we still trying to figure out who this is? And, there's other teams where it's like, oh, wow, this team's really good, and they're going to be good. I don't really care who they play. So, mm-hmm. um, Moving on. Uh, Alabama uh, with Mississippi State. And then the, the – oh, gosh, here we go again. LSU versus Ole Miss. That was uh, a just a, it was a, <laughs> it was a not a defensive game at all. Uh, just an absolute barn burner. Um, Ole Miss ends up topping LSU and made a bigger mess of the West than it needed to be. <laughs> More ways so than now, one. <laughs> so, um, for those keeping score at home, Ole Miss has lost to Alabama. Alabama has lost to Texas, which isn't relevant until next year, but it's relevant for, for uh, the one loss part. Um, LSU has lost to Florida State and Ole Miss. Um, LSU still has Alabama and AM to play. Uh, and AM and Alabama play next weekend. So somebody's got to come out on top. We don't know who, but somebody's got to come out on top. Hey, somebody's got to win it at the end of the year, man. And I honestly, at this point, couldn't tell you who it's going to be. No I don't idea. Have a guess. No idea. I don't have a guess. It's like any given weekend, like somebody like just doesn't want to win that should. <laughs> I'm telling you, everyone's just fighting to not play in the end of the year. They're just like, oh, you know. <laughs> Stick this one out. Yeah, and that's all I have for college football notes. It was a pretty uh, chalk chalk Saturday, I think. Uh, USC beat Colorado. Um, Oregon stomped Stanford. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of other. Penn State kind of str- messed with their food a little bit with Northwestern, and they ended up winning. I thought that Houston game was going to be a shootout until it wasn't, but I, I tuned into that one to watch some Patrick Paul and uh, that Steve guy. Steve is a good uh, edge rusher for Texas Tech. Oh. The, uh, the, uh, one of the few 23 games I have right now is Oregon and Texas Tech. And uh, I may have been watching an Oregon, a possible Oregon prospect that may show up in a thread. I hear they have also, those. I I think Oregon's offensive line is really good. It I, looks I, great. I watched because I, I didn't. I was just I downloaded it today before we hopped on here, and I've probably watched four series altogether, and that's a good unit. That is a really well coached, talented unit. Their center, yeah, they're they're. I would say they're three. They're what do we call this? Uh, their center and two tackles, like. Their their constellation. <laughs> I, the I don't know what the triangle there. The, yeah, the, like yeah. not including the guards. Like those three are they're NFL players. All right. Um. So that was it for college football. Uh, you want to do a film room? I mean, I'm never gonna say no to a film room. I do want to. I do want to highlight one player, and it's only because he's from Utah. 
Big fan of the local guys popping up on the national spotlight, but your national sack leader plays at the University of Utah. He's got seven and a half sacks in the year. Jonah Ellis. Jonah Ellis. I'm going to have to write that down. Not right now, though, because it is time to get in the film room. For audio listeners, this is where you're going to hear the weird cut. You just love to see it. Just things you love to see. And I, I saw a lot of people like hammer you for liking Dexter and thinking he should go a little higher. And it's good to see him pan out, man. Well, I'm just I glad you can watch D line because I can't. So I'm just going to start following you. Well, to kind of piggyback off of all this, the reason I value Dexter so much more than some of the other interior defensive line prospects is because, well, the value of defensive, like pure like anchors i've been calling them anchors as defensive tackles um are hard to come by and you are seeing the market for those players explode uh we what do we have like four or five contracts for defensive tackles this past offseason go yeah. for over 20 million dollars like these guys are getting paid so if you're able to use a uh, premium not even premium draft capital on these guys uh instead of these 20 million dollars you're winning so to have a piece that is showing as much promise for as cheap as he's going to be, because I'm pretty sure his rookie contract is going to be like less than a million dollars per year. Um, to have that value to build around is so important when you're building a roster. So uh, it's a reason I was so high on Dexter, because I think these these positions by uh, more media outlets than NFL teams, because we saw both, we saw Mozzie Smith go in the first round and he was exactly, he was like the better version of Gervin Dexter this past mm-hmm. year. Um, and then Gervin Dexter got picked mid to early second round. And then Zach Pickens same, went to the same team. Like the value, like these teams value this position more and they're going to moving forward. Um, it's because like we've been talking about all episode, like you've, you've got to have that piece to be able to stop run, to make your fronts mm-hmm. multiple, to be able to do all of the things you need these versatile anchors. So I think Dexter is one of those. That's why I was so high on him in the draft. And I'm glad to see like, it's, it's so far. Uh, I mean, we're only four games into his career, but so far it seems to be working out. My shadow draft team needs some help on the defensive line. So I'll definitely be following along with your threads because I failed miserably at drafting on the defensive front. So shout out Jared for being the go-to for D line knowledge. my man. <laughs> I, I love watching some D line. Uh, I haven't been doing it as much. So I think that was another reason I liked uh, hopping in this because I don't, I think the last prospect I watched or no, I lied. I watched three Ohio state defensive prospects while I was stuck in the airport. Like, that's nothing. That's, that's <laughs> Did you even watch film Jared? Did you, only three, well, you know, while we're at it, Tyleek Williams uh, from Ohio state, he is, he is exactly what we're talking about. He, he, I'm going to be so much higher on Tyleek Williams than everybody else. I think he's probably the best defensive line prospect in Ohio state right now. Oh, you heard all. it here first. Hot, hot take. Let's get to some previews so we can get out of here. I'm getting text messages. My spaghetti's ready. Oh, uh, not for spaghetti. It's okay. The um, preview should be pretty quick, though. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, let's start with college because we got some big games. There's not a lot in between, uh, but we got some some real headliners. Uh, first one I'll start with is the Red River River 
rivalry. It's not the shootout anymore because we can't no, say shootout. Um, Oklahoma, Texas, it, the Cotton Bowl, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, Oklahoma has a good defense. They got a good offensive line. Texas has pummeled everybody they've been playing against. So uh, I think we're going to, I think this is going to look more like the old Red River rivalries than the past couple of years, which have been like really lopsided and just ugly football games. <clears throat> um, Bama is at AM. This is what we were talking about earlier. SEC West, uh, it's a huge matchup for that, wow. that division. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to, I mean, Bama or AM are going to come out as the top dog in that, that division after that game. So we've got that one to look forward to. UK and Georgia, which we alluded to. Um, maybe two undefeated fun. teams in the SEC, man. This is a big, it's, this is another big game, man. It's in Athens, which has me worried for the the Wildcats. But like we were talking about earlier, Georgia's kind of sleepwalking through these first halves. And if you can get them behind and kind of lean on Ray Davis, like I think Kentucky could have a formula to kind of keep the the Bulldogs at bay. So that could be pretty exciting to watch. Um, And then the night game (laughs) is Notre Dame at Louisville. So we will also find out how legit Louisville is when Notre Dame comes to down comes to town and plays the Cardinals. Um, putting our teams at the test this week, man. We're really <laughs> we were so confident at 5-0, and oh, and then you'll see us so sad at 5-1 and one next week. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's all I got for college football. Uh, you got any games that, uh, that stuck out to you? No, honestly, the games I'm most excited for this week are the Red River rivalry. Um, I watch that game every year. I love watching that game. It just There's a lot of fun energy, and I think – I mean, it's usually kind of an ugly game, but it's still fun to watch because those teams really just don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a, as a Cats fan, I didn't think we'd make it this far, and I'm going to be rooting my heart out against Georgia, but uh, we're going to cross our fingers on that one. And Notre Dame. I always love watching Notre Dame, and I love watching the Cards lose. So I'll be on that one too. Don't worry. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Let's move to the NFL. Uh, the, the Jags. We left the Jags in London, so they're gonna play there again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love the that so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they play the Bills bright and early Sunday morning, so everybody can get their coffee and and football fix. Uh, Texas Falcons stuck out to me because this NFL slate kind of stinks, but Texas Falcons should be fun. Uh, Texans being extra feisty. Falcons kind of in a slump the past two games. Uh, lost to the Lions, lost to the Jags in London. Uh, maybe a bit of a bounce back. Maybe uh, some quarterback controversy, as everybody calls for Desmond Ritter's job. Um, What's new in Atlanta? What's new? Yeah. You know how you fix that run? You just give the ball to B. John Robinson. Just give the ball to B. John, my man. Uh, Sunday night football is going to be incredible. It's Cowboys at Niners. Uh, I think the entire – that's probably going to be game of the year so far, I would imagine. Uh, Just Those are probably two two top five, two top five teams right now going toe-to-toe Sunday night. Two top three defenses, arguably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just – and those were the three games I noted. Everything else is like (laughs) – who cares? <laughs> I'm going to be at the Bengals Cardinals game. I'm yeah. just as excited to be there as everybody else is to watch it. So that'll be a game that is played. Uh, I mean, I've never been to Cardinal Stadium. I bet it's dope. 
I've heard it's super cool. That's the I'm honestly I think I'm more excited to go to the stadium than to watch the game with how the Bengals have been playing. And I mean the Cardinals are a scrappy team, so this could end up being a really competitive game. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. And Kyler Murray's back, right? I don't think so. I I don't know. I thought I it was know. around this time. I don't know. Josh Dobbs has a jersey in the team store now. That's what matters. We'll get to watch Paris Johnson and Dante Stills and John Gaines and a bunch of young, exciting Cardinals players who are trying to find a job. I am super excited to watch Paris Johnson live. It's me, him, Ohio State on Ohio State action because he's going to be playing Sam Hubbard the entire game. Yes, yes, he is, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm excited. I like watching these, like, high-level linemen live because, like, I feel like a lot of people talk about it whether it's game speed or strength or whatever, like it just hits a little different when it's right there. Cause like you can just, it's just so incredible to watch. Anyway, oh yeah. You bring the binoculars. Day. I might have to. Are you nosebleeds? Or are you uh 50 yard line? I'm trying to get a Jersey sign. So I, I shelled out an extra couple dollars for the tunnel, but the tickets at this game started at like 30 something dollars. So I was not. about to say it was a Cardinals game. So you probably could just buy a couple. We got it early before they were scrapping, tickets so. in case you want to move. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like texting my wife one day and I was like, well, I mean, we could probably honestly sell these and get better seats because the value has gone up somehow on the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be able to watch the I need to be able to watch the trenches and it's hard to do that from the nosebleeds. But uh I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Going to football games is better than watching them. That's not untrue. Uh that's all I got for this this edition. Do you got anything else? Um, I'm gonna go do my film room, which I assume you won't be partaking in this week since you have spaghetti. That is true, yeah. No, but uh, that's all I got going on. Um, I am now craving Italian food, so thank you, Jared. Um, we have to talk about food at some point on this podcast, allegedly. Parmigiana. 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 Uh, go enjoy your food, and don't let your wife be mad at me. Happy anniversary. Enjoy your pasta. <laughs> Thanks, man. We'll see y'all <laughs> later.